Real leaders leave a legacy. They capture the hearts and minds of their teams. Their origin story puts the safety and well-being of their people first. Great companies ubiquitously have safe yet productive operations. For those companies, safety is an investment, not a cost for the C-suite. It's a real topic of daily focus. This is The Safety Guru with your host, Eric McCroskey, a globally recognized ops and safety guru, public speaker, and author. Are you ready to leave a safety legacy? Your legacy success story begins now. Hi, and welcome to The Safety Guru, where we explore topics around operations, leadership, and particularly the role of leaders in driving safety in their business. I'm Eric McCroskey, President and CEO of Propolo, and also the host of this show. Today on our show, we have Dr. Josh Williams. He's a partner in human performance and business transformation at Propolo Consulting. Josh, so great to have you on the show today. I appreciate it, Eric. Thanks. Glad to, uh, glad to be here. That's uh, great. So Josh is, uh, has an impressive background. He has a PhD in IO psychology from Virginia Tech. He's worked over 20 years in the space around safety culture, one of the pioneers in this space. His broad range of client experience that ranges in clients from aerospace, pharmaceutical, military, oil and gas, utilities, manufacturing, and the list goes on. He's co-authored a book, authored his own book, and has over 40 publications in his name, a really impressive uh, range of expertise. He's presented at over 100 conferences and other presentations on the topic of safety and safety culture. He also has won the Cambridge Center National Prize on Behavioral Safety. Wow, Josh, an impressive background. So impressive to have you on the show today. Well, again, I appreciate it, Eric. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are. What got you into the safety culture space? Yeah, so I was in graduate school and uh, kind of working my way through there trying to uh, trying to get my piece of paper, frankly. And uh, midway through, I was a bit frustrated. Everything seemed very ivory tower and kind of academic. You know, I appreciated it, but it wasn't for me. Uh, I met a guy named uh, Scott Geller who uh, was my, uh, became my advisor, so I worked with him. And uh, it was much more of real life, going out into organizations, trying to help out, fight the good fight, uh, doing some good things there. So that's kind of how I came into the safety world was through uh, Scott Geller. And so that, that was kind of my, my initial introduction. That's, that's excellent. That's impressive. Um, and, and your client list and the type of work that you've done and the impacts you've had of those organizations as well, very impressive. Today, we want to focus on a topic that's really near and dear to so many of our listeners. It's the topic around safety incentives. So let's go first to a quick commercial break, and I'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Safety Guru. This is your host, Eric McCroskey. We know how many businesses have been impacted by the current COVID-19 Black Swan event. Propolo has invested all its available capacity to create free resources for leaders on how to navigate this crisis. Whether you would like to explore some of our free tools, subscribe to our free bi-weekly newsletter, or seek free advice, I encourage you to visit covidblackswan.com. COVID blackswan.com. Propolo has committed not to profit from this crisis in any way. 
It's our way of giving back to the communities that we serve. Thank you. Like what we do? Share this on your socials and tell everyone. So today we're here to talk about safety incentives. I know this is a topic that so many leaders struggle with because if you nail it right, you can get the right impact on the business. And if you don't, you can start causing all sorts of harm in your business, such as underreporting, things of that nature. Um, You've also authored a quiz, which I think is phenomenal, that helps leaders self-assess in terms of where they're at uh, and what actions they should do. It's completely free. We're going to talk about it more. But if you're interested, just go to www.humanperformanceleader.com humanperformanceleader.com. So Josh, maybe let's kick off by you sharing a little bit of your perspective over the years around what you've seen that works well in the safety incentive space. Well, I think one of the hardest things is incentives. Everybody struggles with them. And the the challenge is that leaders have good intentions. They say safety matters to me, it's important to me, it's a core value, but they don't know how to show it. And so sometimes mistakenly, uh, especially, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you throw money at it. So if you go, if you all don't go, you know, get hurt for the next three months, six months, or a year, we're going to give you money, and that's our way of showing you that we care. Unfortunately, what that led to was people hiding stuff. I mean, I get hurt, yeah. and now not only am I going to lose my money, I might lose your money. Uh, and so, just a quick example. Uh, I don't know, maybe two, three years ago, uh, we were doing some work with a, a company up in Canada, and. Uh, they had a situation where if everyone went an entire month without getting injured, they got a gift card uh, or uh, for gas. It was like a gas voucher, maybe $75 or something. And this is when gas prices were uh, really high. So it was a big deal. People were excited about it. They appreciated uh, the, the incentive. Unfortunately, um, a woman was walking um, right by her office, slipped on the ice. They hadn't shoveled. Mm. Slipped on the ice, fell down in front of everybody, had a tailbone injury, whatever the oh, medical yeah. term for that's called. Uh, so she got hurt. Uh, she had the embarrassment of falling in front of everybody, and she cost them their gift card. They were upset with her. People made comments to her saying, you blew our, 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 uh, our incentive. So that's the reality of what happens is people start hiding stuff. Small things can turn into bigger injuries because we didn't deal with it in the first place. So uh, as you know, uh, Eric, you know, OSHA has kind of come down on those outcome-based incentives because, frankly, they just motivate the wrong thing despite the right intentions. I completely agree. I remember a story of somebody that shared with me several years ago, and it was about somebody that had uh, been injured quite severely uh, on the last day of the month. And the, the crew, this was a mine site, had put the person on a truck and driven away without anybody knowing and then waited till the next morning to bring that person to the hospital so that uh, the recordable injury would pass into the next period and not impact their bonus. So that, that's just frightening to hear things of, of that nature. So in, in your experience, are there certain things that leaders should be looking for when they're creating an incentive program? Yeah, the first, and I'll just touch on this, is executive compensation. If leaders getting, are getting a bunch of money for people not getting hurt, that's something to consider, and that's a topic for another day. In the immediate term, for employees, process-based is the way to go, and that's what leading organizations are now doing. If you're going the route of incentives, make it focused on what you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, close call reporting, safety suggestions, behavioral cards, human performance cards, whatever. The point is we're rewarding specific actions, behaviors that we're doing to try to get to our end game. So uh, being more process-based is the first step. And the second step is focusing on 
quality. And that's where sometimes we have issues there too because now all of a sudden if I'm getting some kind of incentive for filling out cards, that's great. But then I start pencil whipping through these cards for the incentive without putting a lot of time into it. So I think it's important for leaders, if you're going that route or if you have process-based incentives, that's fine. Focus on the quality. Good cards were being done, good conversations, leading, safety meetings, et cetera. So I think if we're going that route, again, don't focus on the quotas. Focus on the quality of what people are doing. That's excellent. So I'm a leader. I have a safety incentive program in place at this moment. I start realizing after listening to you or or playing on on the quiz to understand kind of how I'm doing that maybe I need to change things. What should I do? Because if I start removing incentives, I could have my team rebelling against me because they're saying, I want those incentives to show up safely. What would be your guidance to a leader? Yeah, I think keeping the incentives, it's, it's tricky because, like, once you've got incentives, you're sort of stuck with them, and it is tricky to get out. And if you've got outcome-based, start switching to process. If you've got process-based, that's fine, but focus on the why. The, the big five is what we call it for why are we doing this? The point of it is going home safe to your friends and family. It's not about payoff. So if you're doing you know, prizes, first aid kits are great. If you want to have some kind of uh, celebration, have a safety fair where you bring in your family. You can do you know, all kinds of hearing testing and other things, but the emphasis is on safety and going home safe to your family and that we care about you. So we just got to make sure that we're emphasizing the right things and, and don't have it seen as a, you know, a payoff. Right. A lot of leaders talk about management by objectives. They talk about how uh, what you incentivize will get done. How do you deal with a team member that says, well, you're not paying me my bonus to stay safe, so why should I stay safe? That's an issue, and there, there's a there big larger issue there too. Because, look, pay people more money <laughs> on the front end, really. You want to get... You want to get better performance, not only having the right culture, but get the right people in the first place. There's a whole lot that goes into it. The concern is trying to throw money at people is a quick fix. It is not solving the bigger problem. So there's got to be other things that need to be done. Let me give you a couple, if I can, Eric, a couple quick examples Mm -hmm. of some good things that were done. Uh, One, one organization uh, where I'm from and where I live now in kind of southwest Virginia had a bunch of money they were going to use for a poster campaign. And that's great, but some of these these signs and posters, like I've seen some that are, I saw a poster uh, at a refinery that said, Think Safety, and the whole thing was all kinds of rusted out, dirty, nasty, it's sending the wrong message. What they did was give the money to employees. They had uh, everyone, they shut down all operations. Mm -hmm. They brought in everybody into a big room. They had markers, flip charts, and they did a campaign, do your own posters. So the money they had dedicated for that, they gave as prizes to their employees. And and it was, you know, not a big amount, $100, $50 for a second, something. But it was really fun, and I sat in on it. And there was not a lick of talent in that entire building, but it was fun. And they were engaged. They had posters once they were done over the entire facility, the winning poster was like a Forrest Gump tribute face, <laughs> like safety is as safety does with right. some guy running with a box of chocolates and hearing protection, whatever. But, but that's a good example of a fun thing that's done for the right way. Companies will do stickers for hard hats. One company yep. donated money uh, to the Boys and Girls Club. So quick example, uh, mm-hmm. observation cards. Rather than me getting a personal benefit, that money was donated every time a card was done. Uh, a small portion was donated to a local charity, and that was real. They raised forty thousand dollars in a couple of months. So those are some uh, examples, and maybe some ideas of when we're going the incentive route. That's what we should be uh, focused on. 
So I just want to point any uh, of the listeners, if you're interested in kind of self-reflection in terms of how you're doing around safety incentives, go to humanperformanceleader.com, humanperformanceleader.com. You're going to go through a quick quiz, completely free, no obligations, nothing comes out. It's just about sharing some ideas, some insights, so you can see how you're doing. And then stack up against some of the leaders in this space uh, and, and, and decide what are the right actions plans. We're going to be right back in a second to talk a little bit more with Josh on what you can do next around your safety incentives. Thank you. So we're back with some more with uh, Dr. Josh Williams. So here we're talking about safety incentives today. Um, I don't have a safety incentive program in place currently, and, and I, I want to know after hearing what you had to say, going through and, and going through your quiz and reflecting on it, I started realizing that I have a behavior-based safety program and I need to do something to improve the quality of the reporting. What should I do first? That's a good question, especially with behavioral safety uh, observations. Um, again, focusing on the quality, and you can sometimes, of course, with people's permission first, is kind of show people examples of good comments, because that's a good measure of quality is what are the comments that are being made and really having discussions around around what uh, what people are seeing out there, you know, in the start of the tailboard meetings, during the day, formally, uh, informally. I think if you're going to start doing an incentive program, one thing to consider is get input from people that are on the job doing the job. They know what's going on. They know what they want, and they appreciate it. You're going to get more involvement when you've got folks that are saying, well, let's let's do this or we'd like to see this, uh, keeping in mind we're going to have it process-focused and, and, and quality-focused. And, and another thing quickly is un- unannounced rewards are a nice thing. There, there's You didn't tell me it was coming. All of a sudden, hey, have a pizza party, not a big deal, but you're getting folks together, showing appreciation. You guys have been working hard. No one's getting hurt. Y'all are doing the right things. We just want to say a quick thank you. You hear some pizza. Don't forget the power of some of those unannounced, informal things. Uh, it doesn't have to be programmatic uh, when you're going that route. Great. And, and before I get to your last thoughts, is just you talked about pizza parties. So what happens if something didn't go well in the last month or quarter? Should I still do a pizza party, or should I just be if I do really well? Uh, look, it depends on what the, what <laughs> what went wrong. I mean, if if. Uh, I, and I think we got to be careful with punishment, and this, that, that'll be another podcast. You know, if something goes wrong, why? Were there system factors involved? Too often, it's easy to point the finger and say, "Well, they screwed up." Well, they may have, but there may have been a lot of other reasons behind it. So that's why I kind of mentioned the unannounced part. I mean, we can still have a party. We can have a teachable moment, to use uh, use that term. Uh, again, with permission, we don't want to be disrespectful to folks. But uh, I, I think we still celebrate lots of good things that have happened because we don't. You know, I don't. I don't think one uh, misstep necessarily should uh, to screw everything up. Thank you so much, Josh. Uh, that fa- absolutely fantastic. Any closing thoughts around the topic of safety incentives uh, before we, we part? Yeah, I think, that, you know, everybody wants to be appreciated. People want to be respected. They want to be recognized. They want to enjoy work. Uh, they want to feel liked. You know, all these things they don't cost companies money. They cost time because you've got to spend time out there with your folks. They don't cost money. So I hope, you know, the listeners, you know, my, my, my uh, final thoughts would be positive feedback, recognition, appreciation. Like these people, someone's been doing this job 35 years. It's their identity. It's who they are. Show them respect. Show them appreciation. Thank them for doing the right things. And I think if we – and this is not just touchy-feely. This is behavioral science. When you're trying to influence behavior, it's not just cracking the whip. Praising the right things, rewarding the right things, 
increases the probability it will happen in the future. So I hope we keep that in mind, that praise and recognition has a better work environment, but it also leads to more positive safety behaviors that in turn prevents SIFs. So recognition, appreciation is the ultimate incentive. Thank you so much. I couldn't agree more. The, the whole th- topic of uh, recognition rewards is so underutilized to, to really reinforce the things you want to see more often. So today on, on The Safety Guru, we've had Dr. Josh Williams, uh, an absolute expert, pl- absolute pleasure having you on the show today. And if you haven't already done so, I'd encourage you to go to humanperformanceleader.com. Free quiz will only take you a couple of minutes. We'll give you some great insights on how you're doing around your incentives and maybe some ideas and some strategies to take forward. And if you've got more questions, Dr. Josh Williams is such a generous person with his time and his ideas, so committed to this space. Thank you so much for listening to The Safety Guru. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Safety Guru on C-Suite Radio. Leave a legacy. Distinguish yourself from the pack. Grow your success. Capture the hearts and minds of your teams. Fuel your future. Come back in two weeks for the next episode or listen to our sister show with the Ops Guru, Eric McCroskey.